want to grow as a grower? Are you tired of being put to sleep by your educational growcasts? Are you tired of hearing about products you don't fucking want and can't afford? Are you tired of being told how you should grow? Hi, I'm Johnny Apple, and joining me is everyone's favorite amphibian, the Reverend Pirate Frog. Join us as we sift through the bullshit on the internet and try to get better as growers. This is your average grow. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So we uh, we brought in Sosky from New York, and now we're bringing Stir Fry from New Mexico. What's Ooh. up, buddy? How are you? I like that. Good, guys. How are you guys doing this evening? Oh, fantastic. We're excited to have you. Um, we picked it. always. It seemed to pick a perfect time, too, as you're transplanting into outdoors. So we're super excited to touch on that later. But as we just want to thank you for joining us first. What okay. are you? Uh, what are you smoking on there? Out, we can see you with your mega oh. joint. <laughs> I'm just smoking some of my outdoor. I did a mix of the PTK, which is pine tar Kush from CSI Humboldt, and then uh, a little bit of Zakoto Pebbles, which is a cross of Zakoto from Raw, and then Cookie Pebbles from Green Team, I think. And that was a tester from Loose Cannon Genetics. Um, I'm a staff member with Secret Selections, and uh, we are under Raw Genetics, pretty much. And uh, we are pretty much a group of testers that help out breeders and um, everybody from up and coming to well-known, like Umami, Raw, we have Loose Cannon, we have, uh, who else? Um, hold on. So we have Dragon Flame Genetics, Green Hand Genetics, Legendary Genetics, uh, Locomotive Medical, uh, Sanguine Seeds, uh, Soji Collect, and Wallapini. And Zephyr. So right just a couple of breeders that we work with. Damn, dude. Just a couple, at least 27,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, we, we we appreciate you coming on. We we dig the uh, the outdoor knowledge. That's where we've come to you. Um, every last year's, like the pictures alone were such a great journey. Uh, I can only imagine that being on the receiving end of the final product is much better. Uh, but how, how'd you? What was your favorite from what you grew last year? So probably the one that I keep opening the jars. Uh, I want to say the Embers Number Five, which is Cheetah Piss Crossed Blushies, and uh, has a real strawberry nose to it, leaning more on the blushy side, but. Uh, the other phenos are definitely more of the cheetah piss leaning, more of the limey or lemon kind of like um, a lot of limonene, beta caryophylline, and then uh, mercine definitely. But it helps with my back pain. But um, awesome, definitely. Well, before we go further, I guess it would it would be that was a 
insider knowledge question, but Johnny, let's let's get everybody caught up on who he is if you want to dive into it. Yeah, man. Why don't you? Uh, I mean, you're out, you're out here talking about melamine and <laughs> fucking styrofoam and shit. I've never even heard about you. You're throwing me for a loop here. Why don't you uh, bring us back to the beginning, man? Where'd you get? Uh, when'd you get started with cannabis? How'd you start partaking? How'd you start growing? Bring us back some. All right. So actually, uh, growing up, um, I grew up in California, Ventura, California, and uh, yeah. next to the beach, and. Uh, Pretty much. I didn't start. I smoked for the first time when I was 12. I was in like sixth grade. And uh, it, I, I actually was with two of my buddies and we were near the beach. And uh, they were smoking on some super silver haze. And uh, I, I tried to be a cool kid and rip the ball all crazy and ended up paranoid and hallucinating and scared me <laughs> scared the bejesus out of me but oh, uh man. yeah no it was pretty crazy i was like i lost perception of time and everything for a little bit it was like a couple hours but it scared me away from cannabis for a couple of years i ended up going through high school and everything and uh, i ended up getting in pills and opiates and stuff like that and uh right now i'm a recovering addict i've been clean for about seven years um, right on congratulations congratulations man that's huge and cannabis is what helped me get off of it i moved from california to new mexico and got clean cold turkey and with the help of cannabis i was able to feel better within less than a week after that, all I wanted to do is grow it. I mean, so, I mean, I so let me let me take it back a little bit. So back in high school, I I didn't smoke, but I I'd hustle a lot. So I was just moving, bud, and pretty much I when I was fifteen, that was the first time I ever popped a seed, and I was I had a landscaping class. And it was also like a horticultural class where we had like a, a, a school garden and stuff where we would take care of it and harvest a bunch of stuff and donate it to like uh, local churches and stuff like that. So, And uh, I was in that class for about three years from freshman until I was a junior. And then I ended up being a teacher's aide in that class for my senior year. But, um, it's pretty a much, class. yeah, no, oh, yeah. and my, and my teacher was pretty crazy. His name was Mr. Moreno and, uh, he was like all against Monsanto and everything like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> by, by crazy, you mean, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, he was, he was definitely right in the end. But, um, no, so that was when I first started popping seeds and I was just, give people plants and sell plants and stuff at school and uh that's how i started interacting with cannabis after my experience and everything was hallucinating and uh but anyways once coming back once i got to new mexico i got clean and everything started growing uh i was living with my aunt at the time and then i met my wife moved up here 
and been here ever since. But I've been growing the whole time, trying to learn as much as possible about organics and living soil. And just in the beginning, I started with salts, and as I progressed, I started learning more and more about the soil and how everything revolves around biology and microbes and all the decomposers and everything like that and it really fun cycles yeah the cycles are fun man hell yeah super interesting um i wanted to commend you on two things that i forgot um your red beard uh (laughs) i know we've 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 (laughs) talked about it before um he's a fellow ginger beard which is obviously amazing and uh uh, congrats on the, the the switch to organic, but uh, it's always really great talking to you too because you do so many plants and you can tell that you have such a love for uh, just growing in general because you grow a lot of other stuff too. I know uh, you and Cots have talked a lot about uh, some cactus and some other stuff too. Oh yeah, let me show you the cactus. So I grow... Wow. Oh, holy cow different kinds but my favorite is trichocerus which is the san pedro cactus uh it's used in south america comes from the andes uh the curanderos or the shamans would use them they do contain mescaline but i do not partake um i just enjoy growing them but they're pretty beautiful yeah i mean i got all my seedlings I just transplanted yesterday. I got to transplant a couple more today, but yeah, just getting ready for the season. Today was 73 degrees, it was the warmest right. day since last year. So <laughs> it feels awesome. Good. So tell us a little bit about that. You just transplanted from solo cups into one gallons. So I actually, so I started direct so into little square they're like three inch or four inch square pots the little white ones i like to get the white ones because then it doesn't really heat the root zone up as much um i know starting inside it doesn't really matter but once you get outside i like to get into once you go from either the little square pots or you can also do i've also done um Solo cups as well. That's what I did last year. I started like 72 seedlings in the third week of March outside, which wasn't the smartest idea. It didn't warm up for another three weeks and kind of slowed them down. It was okay. I was able to sex them and get them up into one gallons eventually. But I like to kind of get them root bound so that they show sex earlier. All right. What about being root bound causes them? Can you answer that? Um, Is it just the shock that stresses the males to show? Well, so males tend to show earlier. They want to. They want to get. They generally tend to be the most vigorous, beautiful looking one. It's that one that you think, oh man, this is going to be the one, and then it ends up showing male. Yeah. Yep. But. Generally, they, they're the first to show, and they tend to be a little bit taller or lankier because they, they need 
to get up above the females to be able to drop pollen all over them. So. Right, that makes perfect sense, yeah. They want to be up and in throwing that pollen around way before fucking... Way before the female. Yeah. Nice man. So, uh, so what do you got going this year then? What do you? Uh, I just saw a whole bunch of plants there. How many you got? And what are you putting outside? Are you running them all outside? Do you run them in a greenhouse? Do you run them in the open? So I started them inside in my little tent. I got a little two by four by five tent from the homie Cots. Uh, Shout out Cots. Yeah, we did a bean trade, and he hooked me up, and I hooked him up with some. Some hard to find land race stuff. Both are pretty happy on the deal. So, and then I also have an HLG 150 Patriot in the tent with AC Infinity exhaust, four, I think it's four inch. And uh, it, it came with the 69 Pro and everything. I got the right. controller too. So, but this is my first time dealing with indoors, and I also have the oscillating fan as well. How are you liking it? I like it. It works really well. Like, here in New Mexico, it tends to be super dry. So, I mean, I need to be on more of the higher humidity side anyways. So, having the controller works great. Being able to dial in that humidity and temperature. Because the temperature generally stays around 78 to 75 during... The lights on period and it'll drop to like 60 60 or no like about 65 to 68 mm-hmm. so there is a 10 degree variance in temperature but um from what i've heard you can actually change the the sh- well not oh yeah i guess kind of the stretch of like if you keep the nighttime temperatures at the same or near the same they won't stretch as much, but that's just, could be some gross ass. <laughs> I have Yeah, that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I haven't heard that, but wouldn't surprise me if there's some science to something. I mean, who knows? Um, but yeah, yeah so, that's awesome. So, so like Johnny was asking, what, uh, do you have anything exciting, <clears throat> like you're extremely excited for oh, on top man. of what else you're planting? I got so much going on right now. Like, I got some Nepalese Highland going. I got uh, a Cuban Black Haze. It's a BX2 and an inbred. And then uh, I got some Tushkurgan Afghanis. And Super Silver Haze by TKNO5 Haze from AK Boom Brands. Um, Asian Beauty, which is a Vietnamese Black by... Louis Han, which is V Black by Neville's Hayes. And then uh, I also got some Black Tooth Grin by GMO Root Beer, which is going to be really nice. Um, that one came from CBF or CA, yeah, CBF, uh, Cedar Berry Farms. He's retired now, but uh, he was up in Colorado. Um, and what else? I'm also going to be planting some uh, side splitter from Blessed Coast Genetics. I also have a deep chunk and 
X18, and then Pine Tar Kush, all from Tom Hill. Um, PTK, I did an open pollination last year. Made a couple seeds to look through this year. And, uh, right on. Made a bunch of crosses last year as well. But I like to go from indoors. I'll keep them in the pots until I start seeing a good amount of root growth in the pot, in the four inch or the solo. And then uh, after that, I transfer them outside into my little foyer which isn't heated or anything, but it gets pretty cool at night, but it allows them to harden off a little bit before I throw them straight. I have a little green, I have this little greenhouse right here. So I put them in this little greenhouse I got. It's about, I think it's a four by four greenhouse. Or, yeah, it looks like a four by four greenhouse. And then I just bought a new uh, 10 by eight by 20 greenhouse that I got to put up. Back here, my raised bed. But, anyways, so yeah, I go from the four inch to one gallon, and then from one gallon, I'll either go to a five or in, into my raised bed. Right on. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful I got view. Yeah, I've seen you uh, post your pictures of your chickens and your. I think you got pit bulls, right? Yeah, four or three pits. They're all from the uh, same family. One, uh, two are from the first litter, Max or uh, Marley and Junior, and then the second litter was Max. And then we have another smaller dog. His name is Jax, but he's a Chow pit mix. How cool! Right on, man. You got a so you got a little slice of heaven and paradise right there, buddy. Yeah, that's pretty nice. That's that the nice. one. So, other than uh, other than cannabis outside, what do you do? You grow any other than cannabis and cactus? Do you grow any fruits, vegetables? Oh, actually, so I have this. I have a little four by four bed that I made in the front yard next to a small greenhouse, and. uh it has onions, Egyptian onions, and then also the Lipson onions. And then it also has some garlic. I have hops, uh, tomatillos, um, nice. alpine strawberries, which are native to where I live at. And then... Uh, no shit. Also That's really got, cool. I also like to grow like different like chilies and sunflowers. I grow a lot of grains for uh, both cover crop and feed the chickens. Also, I have a rabbit and a cat. <laughs> and a Not cat. A cat. Yeah, a cat. Well, I used to have six cats. Good God, sir. Six? Yeah, six. Crazy. That's, that's six too many for a dude. Six, <laughs> six cats and five dogs at one point. And I had 30 chickens and 20 rabbits. Good God. Were you building an ark at the same time? <laughs> I was going to I was gonna say that your grocery bill for it would have been nothing in comparison to what you were paying for those animals, dude. <laughs> the animals be way better than I do. <laughs> yeah, so do the plants. 
Yeah, they ways. eat all organic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to touch base on that. Um, I'm, I know that you're, you're teaching a class on organics soon. Um, so we'll, we'll give you the shout out and date uh, here and then again. But what got you into organics after going from salts? Just more learning, just just getting in depth and going, damn, this is pretty, pretty straightforward. Well, so the class, um, the class that I took in high school actually was what got me into growing. And then oh, of course. As soon, as soon as I started uh, growing a lot more, once I came out to New Mexico, I, tr- I tried doing the whole cocoa and salts thing. And I was using Fox Farm, and which was probably not the best, but because um, their nutrients tends to be a little bit off. But that's why they tend to ask, or they tend to tell you to flush every two weeks or whatever, depending on the nutrient type, but or the brand or whatever. But um, so yeah, I did that, and I had a, I didn't really come out with the best product. And then one, I, as as I collected the animals, like the chickens and the rabbits, I started making my own compost, mm-hmm. and uh, from that. I just, I figured what would be the easiest way and the least amount of issues. And it just it came to organics. Like, I mean. Yeah. Lazy man's way. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that's awesome. Yeah. So you get, you get rabbit and chicken uh, and then you turn that, do you, do you, Heat it. You heat it up first before you mix it into your compost. Obviously, right with the chicken. So, so whenever I started first doing the chicken and the rabbit thing, I uh, I started collecting a bunch of manure, of course, and bedding and all that. And I had built a little uh, compost like bin area where out of pallets, and I even built my uh, chicken coop out of reclaimed wood from the dump. Like I, How dope. I didn't pay for anything but the screws uh, and uh but so whenever i started doing that i had to cut down a bunch of weeds and stuff in my area back there so i used that to start the compost and i ended up um using horse manure as well oh, awesome. to, in the beginning and then i started collecting all the manure from the chickens and the rabbits and mm-hmm. after that, I started adding like straw. And I would I would actually go to like natural grocers and go get like their uh, all the coal stuff that they throw out pretty much all mm-hmm. the good vegetables. Yeah. The stuff they can't good. use. Yeah, exactly. It's all the stuff that just has like bruises or is misshapen or whatever. I give that to the chickens and the rabbit, and then I'd also add that to the compost. And then I also added straw, alfalfa, um, what else? I would add, like, native soil, um, uh, just whatever kind of, whatever kind of, like, leaf mold or anything that I could find, I pretty much was thrown in there. Anything of organic origin is going in there. There are some things that you don't want to put in there, like onions, uh, chilies, mm-hmm. um, citrus, 
uh, salt, sugar, meat, anything like that. You don't want to put that in there because it can either attract pests or animals or it can contain pathogens. So, I mean, that's why you compost manures for a good amount of time. You want it to heat up before, um, especially because the, the chicken poo is so full of nitrogen because mm -hmm. their poo and their urine is together. There's a real high amount of nitrogen in there. So it tends to be really hot. That's why I like to mix it with aspen bedding. Uh, I've also used hemp, and I've also used pine as well as beddings. Um, I prefer the aspen and the hemp. The pine has the aromatics in there, like all the resins and everything, so it tends to be um, antimicrobial. Uh -huh. That's awesome. Same thing with cedar. That's why you have cedar posts and cedar fencing, because it has the oils and the resins and all the uh, different terpenes and oils and stuff, and uh, keeps it from rotting. How awesome, man! That it's sounds so like a wonder. Good. Yeah, it sounds like a wonderful compost. Com um, compost, compost. Holy shit, dude! <clears throat> awesome. How are you doing it? You got like a just like a pile sitting there. You got a fence uh, or like pallet woods. He said he built it. He For used reclaimed pallets. Yeah, Part so I I got pallets and then I just I just uh, I have them open on the front and I just I'll have like I have these loose. The pallets on the front, but the rest is all screwed together. Oh, perfect! Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a separated. It's like a perfect separated compost system that you can move between different stages and stuff. Exactly. I eventually want to. I have this little area, so I have an electric fence around my chicken area, and then there's a chicken wire, six foot chicken wire fence around the actual chicken run. And I have aviary netting above, but I let the chickens come out here and get all the weeds and all the bugs and everything out. And I've, uh, I used to add straw and alfalfa into their run area so they would mix it with the manure and the dirt and everything. I would rake all that up and then throw that into the compost pile. And it heats it up real nice. It starts, starts getting all that biological activity going and uh you really there's i mean there's two different ways that you can do it you can do it thermophilically or mesophilically which means you're, you're doing it slowly so one has high temperatures and the other one is just pretty much a cold compost so i like to cold compost but during the summer i'll mix it and get it going um, but during the winter, I just let it sit because it stuff freezes solid out here during the winter. But that's not, not too bad. But nice. So you, it's just the regular compost pile. Do you do any worm composting or? Um. So actually, I do. I do have a those like tumbler. Um composters mm -hmm. that you can get like sometimes your county will even give them out in the spring and they do up here anyways so. but um cool. yeah no it's pretty it's pretty nice but um so i actually have a tumbler full of like 
chicken scrap or not uh, kitchen scraps and then also um I actually whenever I was using hemp bedding for my rabbit I was putting that in there as well so the worms could eat that and uh right. yeah so I just let them chill in there I don't really tumble it much I just it's pretty much just a worm bin that's off the ground so animals can't get into it pretty much Perfect. We have raccoons and skunks and bears. I had to get the electric fence for my chickens because a bear got in there. Uh, Good God. Thanks to the fishing game, they gave me a free electric fence. It's pretty nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Was it a black was it a black bear that got your chickens? Yeah, so uh, so it didn't get anything. They were all locked up in the coop, but Oh you just he got into the run and knocked two sides of the fence over. Ooh. Yeah. So I had to put yeah. that back up, and then they brought me a fence like a week or two later. But since then, I haven't had any issues. I had some rabbits get attacked by a raccoon or something one time, which was kind of traumatic. But... Oh, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, and... rabbits fucking scream. Yeah. Oh, man, it was sad. I, I had to put one down. It was sad. Oh, uh, no, the rest were okay, though. There was just one That's... that got kind of beat up. So. But, uh... but, yeah. Raccoons. Trash bandits. Yeah. <laughs> but... Fuck it, eh? But that's awesome, guys... so... Ooh, how you... <laughs> huh? What was that? Oh. How are you? How are your guys' gardens doing? Oh, they're they're fantastic, but uh, everybody's tired of hearing them. So we actually have more questions for you. Don't try and get out of them. Uh, um, so when you took down your last harvest, when was the final day that you were done trimming? Because you must have trimmed for what to me feels like six months. Because every time you were talking, you were like, yep, just trimming this. <laughs> I'm still trimming. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've hey, gone almost bro, a year. I'm still trimming. Yeah. I got like six turkey bags of like <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like, I, oh, that's I mean, awesome. No, it was a crazy. Fuck. This is like one of my largest harvests. Like, it was beautiful, man. I mean, I know that you have a Discord server. And I know that there's you hop into ours and there, there's pictures, but I and cultivation conversation. But some of the stuff you were throwing up, I mean, you just had what looked like beds and beds full of just beautiful plants. Oh yeah, so I had nine plants in the raised bed, and then I had uh, I ran like four autos, and then uh, another nine plants and five gals. So what is that? Nine, nine, four is twenty-two, and then I had planted the super freak as well, and then a couple other. So I, I probably took down about twenty-seven plants. Dude, good God! All, all in all, yeah, not bad I, at all. Yeah, I did it all by myself. <laughs> there you go. And you're still trimming. Yeah, you're still trimming. 
I was gonna say yeah. maybe 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 get some help on the trimming one time. We'll fly Johnny out to help you. So um, when are you gonna run out? About October, I take October. it next. Year. <laughs> I'll have, yeah, I'll have stuff until like next harvest. But I also got like two two autos going right now, and then I have all these plants, all the seedlings that I'm transplanting. I still have like uh, seven seedlings upstairs in the tent that I need to transplant, and then I have uh, the four in the garage that I need to do once we're done. Because um, every time I go in there, I lose service. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate oh, yeah. you staying out for at least now. But how do you how do you keep track of all of these plants, man? I, I'm impressed. It's 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 a skill that not often not many have. I don't have much else to do now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're your babies. Uh, you love them. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. There's just like a connection to the plant that I don't know because I don't have children. Um, I'm gonna be 27 on the 29th, and uh, you've got time. Yeah. So, but. <laughs> I don't know, just seeing the plants grow and as they change, it's like, I don't know. I just love You just fell in love with the process, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, it's absolutely, you know, it's funny, there's often you'll run into, you know, a couple, some people that grow just because they, you know, they just want the medicine and that's great. And then every once in a while you run into a dude who who will just plant a seed a minute if he can because he just loves the the hobby and, and growing so much and you are definitely the latter of those two because every time i see you you're like yeah i got this going got this going and it's just <laughs> exciting it always makes my day better because it is it's super exciting well I, I want people to be able to have access to these things because growing up yeah. even though i grew up in socal it's like or it's, it's like central california but it's about yeah, yeah. 90, it's like 90 minutes north of LA. It's it's more southern than Sacramento and and all that area. So you well, if no, you're gonna like go Baker, if you're going so I know don't talk to Baker. Baker no one wants to claim it. The problem is if we if, if so, I know, but the problem is if we start claiming like Ventura and all the cool places, then we also got to claim like Bakersfield and Baker and places like that. The best there is in Ventura. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't argue. There's some spots that I agree, but I just can't. I can't go back to the SoCal committee and be like, "We got to take in Bakersfield." <laughs> they just don't want it. <laughs> I know it's terrible, but, but yeah. <laughs> no, I just I want I want people to be able to experience the different land race and different old school genetics. Um, I want to do a lot of preservation. Uh, yeah, I'll make cross, I'll, I'll make crosses with new stuff as well, like half stuff and all that good stuff, but like cookies and what? OG of course. <laughs> I know that you're a you're a member of a lot of discords for preservation in 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 general. Like that's the sole purpose. And I know you and Cots and everyone at Yag. I know we've talked about open pollination stuff, but I I really like to see and. What what got you into carrying so much? Carrying, I can't talk tonight. Jesus Christ, caring so much about preservation going forward because a lot of people do, but very few can say what you say. Where you, I mean, almost every season you're you're creating thousands and thousands of seeds just 
to, to have for that line. Yeah, so last year I did the preservation with the fine tart fish. And then, um, I also did the super freak. I did a little pollination. It was just a few plants. Just to, just to make more seeds to look through. Um, and also I made a auto to photo cross with the super freak and an auto dosi dub from locomotive medical, which is a double grape cross to grape dosi bro. And, uh, wow. I had really nice fish, real grapey. Um, but also, uh, I just wanted to like, I'm, I'm a collector, you know, like I collect cactus and I collect seeds and collect animals. And <laughs> I haven't collected any people yet, but, um, so do you catalog your collection of seeds? Like, how in the fuck do you even begin to keep track? Like, you're taught the... Oh, uh, dude, I haven't even started... I haven't even written down, really, the crosses I made. I just... I have them all, like, together. I mean, I need to go through them and write them all down. But I just... Because I'm outdoor, I can only make seeds once a year. And then I send seeds out to people so that hopefully I can get some test results back. Because I can only grow so much and preserve as much as, like, I can. The like, season allows you, yeah. Well, like, luckily, New Mexico is nice because it's six per adult and 12 per household. So oh, I, do get, I do have a decent limit, but fuck it, man. <laughs> hey, Amen. What was I didn't catch that? Yeah, I didn't, what I was didn't. that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, shit. No, I feel the same way. I got twelve fucking. I started twelve hella jellies, and in our limits, the same man. So fucking, it's ridiculous. Especially like indoor. What is, I mean, I can yeah, grow no, one in a four by four, or I can go nine in a four by yeah, four. It doesn't make like, any sense. It's yeah. but you can grow like six yeah, like with almost every government regulation, it doesn't make sense because it was written by fools. Mm-hmm. Or, the, you know, it's it was written by someone who has absolutely no knowledge but refuses to accept that they have no knowledge because for some reason they got to win. Yeah. I mean, this that the, the fuck plant count is like, man, at least like establish indoor, outdoor. I could I could see outdoor establishing a plant count. You don't want everybody like, but even still, like square footage should be it. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Let's go logically and eliminate people from coming in because that's where California messed up. Yeah, yeah, they just. But I think what we should do, and and I think the most logical and the only way to look at this is uh, just don't put a fucking limit on how much of a plant you can grow because it's just a fucking natural plant. Exactly. There's no fucking limit on how much parsley you can grow. I mean, there should be because parsley's gross, but no, I'm just kidding. Actually, (laughs) parsley can cause phototoxicity. Like, it can, like, to, like, animals, like chickens and rabbits, even people, if you eat too much parsley... There you go. Like really bad some toxicity. You heard it here first. Ban parsley. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going the other way. Instead of legalizing, we're banning there's everything. There's twelve year else. olds all over the. There's twelve year olds all over the nation hiding their parsley, not going. Fuck. Yeah. 
<laughs> now they're going to have to lie. No, mom, it's not parsley. It's cannabis. But wasn't it supposed to be oregano? What was the other one? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is just ludicrous to, to ever tell someone what they can grow on their own property. But let's not get into that. Um, everyone knows how we feel. No one would learn anything new. Um, so when when do you record, like, do you usually always start around April putting everything outside in New Mexico? Yeah, so where I'm at, um, generally it doesn't warm up till April, May. Sometimes we've a couple of years ago we got snow in June, so it was like when the hell. But, <laughs> but so yeah, generally like May first or like after Mother's Day, you want to get stuff outside. But you can put stuff outside here until like June, because like I my plants like that I grew last year, um, the earliest one was the OYG number five um that one finished the third or yeah the third week of september and finished stretch the second week of june like wow okay so these things we get about 14 and a half hours of sun during the summer in june so it's 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 not like California, like Humboldt, where it's like 16 hours. Uh, or like as you go north, you get a little bit yeah. longer. So, what do you? What are your guys' day length during the summer? John, uh, I think we start losing 12 around August. I want to say it's like late August. We switch. Um, and we're only getting like 12, 13 hours of light. It's late yeah. August, somewhere in there. Mid August, maybe even. I don't fucking remember. No, it had to have been July. Like, my latest plants went until October 20th. Wow. So you you can go, you can go basically, you can go super late. That's not a bad season That's at about all. Five, it's about five months. Six yeah. if you have a greenhouse. So that's why I got greenhouse. But I have in the raised bed. I just have some cover crop growing, and I actually had a little uh cannabis plant pop up, a seed. So <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that and see what happens. Right on. That's always fun. Bed, but we'll see. But I'm really excited about the old timer. Uh, what do you uh? The old timer one haze okay. that I got going. I'm excited too that you've got so many haze options, man. It's gonna be fucking super fun for us. Like, gonna be a long one for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's but haze. I'm gonna have haze. to finish them inside. I'm gonna have to like a, take a cut like in like August or September and then finish it inside. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it'll it. You're gonna uh, need some help, but. It's perfect too. Um, the summer of haze with the yag grow along coming up, where it's just got to have haze as the parents. You've got so many submissions, you win out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the super silver haze by TKNL5 haze. Is really, really gonna be awesome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. 
No, so I started to ask, uh, what do you do for that raised bed? How do you prepare that for the year? Other than you said you got some cover crop going in it now, what do you do? Uh, what do you do when you're ready to plant? So, and what do you do other than the cover crop? So in the fall, I put straw down, protect the raised bed, um, and then in the spring, I'll just put a new layer of soil or like soilless media, pretty much. Um, I like to mix the black gold natural and organic with a pioneer. Uh, batch 64 and that's a cocoa blend and then the the black gold is a peat and I mix those together and then I throw in some crushed oyster shell and then I put um, straw and uh, what else um, I also put some craft blend build a soil and then I also have some dynamico that I throw in there and then uh, what else um, some vermiculite, and uh, also I have Dr. Earth uh, root zone, and it has like beneficial micros like lactobacillus. Uh, uh, glomus, enteratoses, um, all those different kind of endomycorrhizal fungi. Um, Cause it, or is it? No, I think it's the exomycorrhizal. But um, also it has different kind of labs and stuff like that. And then also it has a little bit of um, kelp meal, bone meal, feather meal, stuff like that. So it's, it's just a quick release, pop dress type thing. But I put it in there for the micros that are in there. So, and then I let it cook for about two or three weeks. And then I'll spread that on top of the raised bed. And then it filled it up just enough to where the bed is now. Because over the year, it starts to compress and everything. Sag. Water. Yeah. It's settled. Like yeah, it's settled. And the microbes are eating the soil. Because I, I, I'll, like, defold my plants and throw all the leaves on there. And then I also top dress different uh, with the Dr. Earth. Dr. Earth. Um, dry amendments, and then also the craft blend, and uh, also I get some of the compost that I make and I throw that on there as well. So, that's a supercharged bed right there. I love it. Hell yeah, that's yeah. so nice. I might not even have to feed this year. <laughs> yeah, jeez, that's that's gonna be sick. Man, I'm just trying to build living soil. It's like, whenever I put the all of the um, compost that I made in the raised bed because I built the raised bed out of some reclaimed uh, 4x4s um, that I got on a job and I worked doing landscaping but now I do ground maintenance but um, I've got to have a side job back. <laughs> but yeah so do all that yeah I know it's Nice. I like having all the different kind of organic additives and inputs. The more you can put, the better. I'm also making like Jadam liquid fertilizer out of cannabis leaves from last year. I, I started making that last year. Um, Perfect. Pretty much with leaves. And I also put um, leaf mold 
in there as well. And then you just let it soak as long as possible, and then at, over time it ferments, and native microbes that were on the leaf surface, and also from air, because you leave it open for a couple, like a month or so, and then you close it up, and then it just builds up the microbe population. And also, as those microbes break it down, it actually makes it more rich and stronger, so you need to use less. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's why I started doing the ferments. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, well, what do your are, are do you, you gonna send your soil out for any sampling or anything? Are you just uh, trusting that you're doing a good mix of greens and browns and etc.? Yeah, I, I try to keep all the greens and brown levels in check. You don't want it to get too wet and anaerobic um, in the compost. Sorry, I had to plug my phone in. Yeah, so you don't want too much nitrogen-containing inputs in the compost because then it becomes anaerobic and then the ammonia levels rise and then it smells like like ammonia. And then you have to let it dry out and mix it and everything. So you want to keep your your levels of green to brown materials about 30, uh, 1 to 30 or 30 to 1. So but so you just go based off the, the way the plant looks and you don't send it yeah. ever away to yeah, no, test I, it. I don't, yeah. I don't do a lab or anything. I This year I might. I might try and send the soil sample in and get it checked by the lab. But no, I just go by the look of the plants. I mean, last year I didn't have any deficiencies in the plants besides the ones in the pots. Had a little bit of issues like towards the end. I had this sativa that was just going crazy. But the whole nomenclature of indica and sativa nowadays, I mean, it's an argument. Yeah, I, it's, I think we've... I mean, I used to think it was, you know, everyone does think it was means something more than it does. But I think we've tried to move to the nomenclature of more narrow leaf because alabrije. But even then, I mean, some people, that's just the way that you're going to get them to say, understand, man. There's no point in fighting it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I prefer to use the words cannabis and narrow leaf and mm-hmm. broad leaf and all that stuff. Um, you know, the whole marijuana phrase comes from a, a racist background. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the whole Henry Anslinger and everything back in the 30s. So. Yep. There's all kinds of, I mean, a lot of the words that we use have some terrible, terrible uh, connotations in the past, but it's, it's oh, yeah. best not to think on it. Um I had a question and I totally forgot it, which is something that a podcast host should never fucking admit on the podcast. Uh, makes for great radio. Fuck. But this isn't this isn't anything. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. This is the averagest most podcast yeah. you can get. Um, you know, this is my first. Oh, no, I, time. This is my where first the hell time. else would they let two ginger beards talk to each other in public? It's actually forbidden in most of the world. It's amazing <laughs> that we've oh, been yeah. able to do it. Um, no, what I wanted to ask is, uh, we, I wanted to get into your class that you're teaching, May 1st, um, oh, yeah. 
in in I don't know where because to be honest with you, I can barely remember the cities around me. What was the city? Where what, where was the class? So it's up in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Um, it'll be at Project Y on May first. Um, if you go to the LADailyPost.com, they post in the newspaper. Um, I'm working with the local dispensary to do these classes with uh, two other people. Um, the owner of the dispensary um, actually did a Q&A, and then I'm teaching the class, and then there's another guy teaching the class, and then a woman teaching the class. So I'm doing the introduction to uh, organic cannabis growing, and then... Uh, and then oh, yeah. And then I, the other people are doing regenerative biodynamic growing and environmental friendly uh, cannabis cultivation. So. Oh, that sounds um, like an awesome fucking class, dude. All of those yeah. classes sound great. And I just got my business license and everything set up, so now I'm legit. Yeah, I know that's how the benefit. Unfortunately, now that you're legit, you won't want anything to do with us. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We've no, already no. ruined your reputation of your new business. <laughs> Don't let us shout it out. <laughs> that's terrible. You guys are great. Like I love talking to you guys. You guys have helped me out a lot. I enjoy listening to you guys. Um you and cultivation conversation. We we appreciate you being around because you are our go to all things outdoor. Um I've I've pretty much programmed my brain now when someone asks me an outdoor question to just recommend you. <laughs> so it's it's made my life tremendously easier. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for being our go to guy. Yes. <laughs> I hope we're not too annoying. No, hope not. Oh, uh oh, did we lose him? Did we lose him? Good, we can edit out all his fucking compliments. <laughs> no. Let's see if he comes. Oh, there we go. Here. There he is. Now we got him. There we go. Hi. Golden. That's all good. It was okay. We didn't need to hear compliments about us anyway. Um, no, but yeah. I'm here to help, and I'm, I enjoy helping people. Um, and that's why I'm doing the whole preservation thing because land race like intrigues me. Like I want, I want to see every expression of cannabis I can. I want to preserve as much diversity as possible. Because over the last twenty, thirty years, we bottlenecked the hell out of everything, and yes, now it's have. all cookies. <laughs> but I still enjoy cookies, though. I like Bernie's music and stuff, but I know it's controversial and everything, but no, like... It's, it's Everybody's plant. entitled to their opinion. Yeah, exactly, and the plant brings us together as people, and we exactly. wouldn't be doing this today if it wasn't for the plant. Yeah, amen, and fair yeah. enough point. As long as, as long as you don't have evil intentions, I think, I think anybody can get along you know that you look at so many people that you don't think would ever associate together because of just this plant or you know the hobby it's it's one of the one of the rare hobbies where you don't have to have a natural gift to get into it right 
Like if you're four foot one, you're not going to go try out for your starting center of your local basketball team and, you know, pick that up as your, as your hobby, right? You need some kind of coordination or something at the very least. But if you, even if you can't, I bet you, if you, no matter your disability or, you know, if you can be somewhat active, I bet you there's workarounds and there's people willing to help you. So it's one of the strange hobbies where even if you suck at it, people are like, Hey man, let's get you way better. (laughs) You got to help people out and not just like criticize the grow technique or all your plants look like crap. No, you don't do that. You just, you help them. You just ask them if they need help. And ego yeah. <laughs> like something that you also like, know very well about. <laughs> oh no, I actually I've never had an ego death. I do like to grow mushrooms as well. Um but I only gone hero death? No, I haven't, I haven't taken that much, but nah. I got so, well, I got like nine grams sitting in the cloud or in the cupboard just like talking. Maybe one of these I, days. <laughs> I, I preach that I preach that if you can at w- one time in your life, you must achieve ego death, dude. Oh, definitely. Like I want to just be able to change my my uh, perception of everything because it's the only way to change. Like yeah, I mean, I mean people. It's hard for people to change sometimes, but it doesn't mean like you can't. If you don't, if you spend your whole life without changing, you did it wrong. <laughs> if you, if you don't update or change your opinions, man, like the things that I thought at 18, if I still thought I would be a fucking horrible person. Exactly. Like I would, if you don't look back at your past you sometimes and go, man, I'd beat the shit out of that kid. Like, <laughs> like when I, whenever I was like using and like on, the, I was homeless for like, three years like before i came to mexico and i was only i mean i started using heroin when i was 17 and i started taking pills when i was 15 because that's why i started selling flour was because to support the addiction but if i if i wouldn't have gone down that path i wouldn't be here now that's how i look amen we wouldn't be here growing these beautiful plants and helping one another and doing this badass podcast. Uh, all of it, except for the end, I agree with my friend. It is, it is, a, <laughs> it is a wonderful plant for bringing us all together. Um, in fact, uh, I think, I think what you said was admirable and, and you are one of the few people I know that says and backs up what they believe because you are all about preservations and helping and, and very similar mindset. Um, but it's time for Johnny to ask you the most important questions of this podcast. The growing shit, who fucking cares, right? No, I'm just kidding. The... Everybody's <laughs> here for the Apple questions. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Wait. I think, wait, I, think you've wait. Already... I fucked it up already. The pizza shit. I oh, forgot yeah, to you ask. started dude, I was it's your to... question. I know. I'm a I fucking forgot. idiot. All right, dude. You go into a, get a piece of, uh, you know, a, a slice of pizza. Cheese or pepperoni? Um, I have to go with pepperoni. Amen, dude. All right, that's yeah. that'll be two to. That's two to one no, right now. I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> Thank you. I need, brother. I need all the help I can get. I need like pineapple. Though. I prefer that's, pineapple and Canadian bacon. 
That's okay. That's yeah. not in the conversation. Yeah. I we're stop just expanding. talking about yeah. walking in to get a slice. Yeah, just we're get just talking side. about stopping in. You're getting a fucking Pepsi and a slice <laughs> of. You've got you've got two dollars fifty cents, and that's what a soda and yep. a slice cost. Probably not anymore, but it did at Five one point. Slice, bro. <laughs> I'm remembering fondly. Okay. <laughs> uh, like I don't want to weep. Yeah, it's like ten dollars, and you got to sign up for a monthly subscription. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So it's that. Oh, I know. I was gonna say, but yeah. So that's two to. That's two to one. Um, for the good guys, Johnny. Um, we'll see if you can come back in the next guest. But let's get into the real questions and not some bullshit that I literally just started to piss off Johnny. <laughs> well, I think he's already answered. Uh, the first one here. What's the first seed you ever planted, and why was it an apple seed? Actually, I might have. I I remember doing some like seeds in like kindergarten, but I don't remember what they are. So I'll just go with the canvas seed when I was fifteen. <laughs> there you go. I bet but you those, I those seeds. Apple seeds. That I usually just bite into an apple and there's there's a seed popping in there already sometimes, but. I can't imagine apples would grow well in the New Mexico desert. Oh. Actually, they do. They actually do very well up here. Same with really? pears and plums. A oh, lot wait, of the, I should know that. The fruit because there's trees a the cold weather. Like yeah, April, say, there's... has like a couple hundred, like 200 and, or like a hundred and something days of cold before they'll like produce fruit like at a good rate or something. I should have remembered that there's a there's they a city possible. out in California, California called Julian that is famous for its apples, and that's in the desert. So I guess I can't put two to two together, but yeah, there's a lot of pistachio orchards like down south actually too. Mm-hmm. Pistachios, right on. And chili, they grow a lot of chili and cotton too, like down south, uh, southern New Mexico. Well, you guys are famous for your chilies, chilies, right? Yeah, the green chili is actually really good. Yeah. And they put it on everything out here. It's crazy. <laughs> Do they put it on pie? No. But it's well, what's on... your favorite pie, and why is it apple? I actually love apple pie. I love the Dutch Ooh. apple. A Dutch <laughs> apple pie? <clears throat> Hell yeah. A la mode? Uh, yeah. I like I like ice cream, big old scoop of vanilla, being an ice cream. Oh hell yeah! I got a cherry pie in the freezer right now. <laughs> right on. Well, what about fruit? What's your favorite fruit, and why is it apple? So I hate apples actually, <laughs> <laughs> but. I do like Nobody, there's it's got to be what half and half. Like people who love I apple like, pies and I fucking hate I apples. Know. Grapefruit, oh. but I can't eat them like I used to. Oh. They they actually have drug interactions because they stopped an enzyme. That's right. Yeah, so it take... can affect heart medication, benzos, and opiates. Ah, I yeah, you're not supposed to take it with grapefruit juice. Um, I know that BGG will be very excited because you two have both said grapefruit. Yeah, and then I eat a lot of oranges and mandarin oranges. I like blood orange a lot. Look at that. Citrus. Yeah. Well, I'm from... Dude, 
They grow. That's right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, he's he's got a red beard and he's from California by the beach. It's like yeah. looking into a mirror, except for I have slightly more hair. Where are you? I don't wear oh. clothes, so they won't let me do videos anymore. You know, okay. they can, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny won't let me record in with a camera. <laughs> oh, anymore. you just you're the one that gets all weird. Like you don't have a shirt on, and you're like, oh fucking, this is so weird. I don't have a shirt on. I'm out of here. I don't want you assholes staring at my nipples. I was told that to do, because for one of the circle recordings, they were like, do the video. And I was like, I don't wear clothes that I don't have to. And they're like, no, just put a shirt on. And I was like, I ain't putting no shirt on. I don't show my face. (laughs) Not on anything. There you go. See? There he is. Look at that beard. That's nice. I got my hair back too, like a loser. Yeah. Um, looking dude, good. You look just like your fucking your logo. You were right dead smack in the middle there. Your logo went away. I couldn't even tell the difference. Even your logo has red hair. I just noticed that. It's a bandana, but yeah. You need to redo your logo. Oh, the bandana. With red beard, though. Yeah, um, that would be pretty fucking funny. That <laughs> <laughs> would be dope. So, Redbeard, why don't you hit us with a sermon? Oh, wait, we got to do the fucking... Why don't you plug yourself, man? Stir fry. Oh, yeah. appreciate you coming. Give us all Uh, the details. I have a Discord server, which I've posted a link in your guys' Discord in the Plug Yourself. Um, Yeah, it's in the Caniverse. Yes, and then I'm also on Instagram, uh, Stir Fry Genetics, and then uh, Social Club at fry underscore genetics uh, and then yeah if anybody needs help with anything or interested in any land race genetics or trading or whatever i'm down for whatever um thank you guys for having me on this is my oh, first podcast i don't talk to many people so if i've messed up a little bit i apologize um oh, don't don't worry about it this <laughs> show is a mess up oh, man you were fantastic I probably sound slow as shit. It's not. It's not the weed. I promise. <laughs> well, you did. You did just smoke a giant can of cigar. Um, I, I have to no, go. You out did you what? You one huffed that motherfucker. It was impressive. <laughs> if anybody asked, it was just one take. Uh, <laughs> big no. chief and like uh, Mac. Um, I gotta. Go yeah. No. And transplant those seedlings. And, but, um, yeah, you got more work. Dude, let me I'll give you a quick sermon that you inspired because uh, I, I liked I liked um, when you started talking about, you know, this this plant brings everyone together and and it's it's a good reason to do preservation to make sure everybody can grow everything. But one of the best things about it, and I think you'll agree, is you've been in recovery a long time and I've I'm coming up on a year and a half not drinking, right. but ju- hey, just doing something in the garden. Oh, is definitely. enough sometimes so this week i just food. yeah this week all i want you guys to do is just try and either do something in the garden and center yourself or just create something new if you can do those things i'll absolve you of all your bullshit sins don't be a dick mind your own business and go with frog thanks for listening everybody thanks and thanks for, for joining us sir thank you guys. yeah thank you man have a good evening peace peace